This is BBC Radio 4. Now stop what you're doing. It's Monday. Have you seen the time? We present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell, and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Hello, and welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. You join us for a second visit to the Wales Millennium Centre in the fine city of Cardiff. Oh, well. The (laughs) The city sits on the River Taff, which gives rise to the nickname Taffy for those from the Cardiff area, much in the same way that those who live alongside the River Thames in London are known as homeless. It was was one Oliver Evans, an engineer from South Wales, who invented the first motor car in 1817. His machine weighed 26 tonnes, was driven by four enormous wheels, required massive amounts of fuel, and needed a ladder to get on board. The public never took to it, so he gave it to his wife to take the children to school. (laughs) The current Prince of Wales was formally given the title of Carnarvon Castle. Did I say that right, Carnarvon? Carnarvon. Well, why can't they spell it right then? The current Prince of Wales was formally given the title of Carnarvon Castle. Amid much pageantry and splendour, when he arrived for his investiture in 1969, Prince Charles took an oath promising as liege Lord of Wales to serve, honour and protect the Welsh people from all manner of foes. Never seen him since. <laughs> Today the Welsh language is the most widely spoken Celtic tongue. It's closely related to Cornish and Manx, but Cornish died out over a hundred years ago, while Manx is now spoken only by one man who continues to promote its usage, although he recently admitted that for all the good it does, he might as well be talking to himself. <laughs> Let's meet the teams there. On my left, Barry Cryer and Graham Garden. And on my right, Tim Brooke Taylor and Rob Bryden. And ready to accept a warm welcome in the hillside is our ever-fragrant scorer, the delightful Samantha. Okay, we kick off with a round of undelivered letters. There must be countless letters that never arrived, which, had they been delivered, could have changed the course of history. So suggestions, please, of their content. Tim, you can start. To our imperial leader, hail almighty Caesar. He's behind you. (laughs) Barry. To uh, Michelangelo. Uh, Dear Mike, uh, his holiness wants the ceiling plain white emulsion. (laughs) Rob. Dear George Bush Senior, we can confirm that infanticide is still technically a criminal offence in the state of Texas. (laughs) 
but in your case we're prepared to grant a waiver. <laughs> Dear Emperor Nero, we regret that the fire extinguishers you ordered are temporarily out of stock. They should be with you in two to four weeks. However, you still qualify for your free gift of a violin, <laughs> which has been dispatched. Yours, yours, eBay of Naples. Dear Moses, just to let you know, the jet ski is now in stock. <laughs> Dear Joseph and Mary, congratulations on the birth of your daughter. Dear Mr. Logie Baird, uh, yes, we can grant you a license to start your new service, but only on the condition you never broadcast any programmes with the word celebrity in the title. <laughs> if OK, the teams are going to sing along now to some well-known discs in the round called Pick Up Song. Record researcher Samantha... Oh, yes... Record researcher Samantha made her usual visit to the gramophone library earlier to collect the team's discs. However, as Samantha has been very busy this week, she had to rely on the kindly old archivist to find the choices for her. He explained that one song was only available on vinyl and that he had to bring a copy in from his own collection. Samantha says she wasn't sure if his old seven-inch would stand up to scrutiny. <laughs> But she was prepared but she was prepared to suck it and see. <laughs> Samantha is now poised in DJ mode at the record desk and ready to give the team's discs a spin. Each singer should try to stay in time with his recording until at my signal Samantha turns the volume down. This week's prize what we used to do in the old days was I then said something about points being awarded. And I used to say, what do points mean? Prizes! But we don't do that anymore. <laughs> this week's prize is just the thing to help Alpine chalet owners beat the effects of global warming. It's this lightweight aluminium icicle pump. <laughs> Barry, you're to start, and I'd like you to accompany Bryn Turville singing Some Enchanted Evening. Some enchanted evening You may see a stranger You may see a stranger Across a crowded room And somehow you know You'll know even then that somewhere you'll see her again and again Some enchanted evening Some enchanted evening Catch up, Bryn, catch up <laughs> OK, you're next, Tim. I'd like you to accompany Petula Clark singing Downtown when you're alone and life is making you lonely, you can always go downtown. When you've got worries, all the noise and the hurry seems to help, I know. Downtown, just listen to the music of the traffic in the city. 
Linger on the sidewalk where the neon signs are pretty How can you lose? The lights are much brighter there You can forget all your troubles Forget all your cares and go downtown Things will be great when you downtown No better place for sure downtown Everything Okay, you now, Graham, would you accompany the Triochi male voice choir? <laughs> Singing, We'll Keep a Welcome. Keep a welcome in the hillside. We'll keep a welcome in the vales. This land you knew will still be singing when you come home again to Wales. This land of song will keep a welcome and with a love that never fails we'll kiss away each hour of high-rise when you come home again to Wales. We'll keep a welcome in the hillside. Very quietly in the <laughs> This land you knew will still be singing when you come home again to Wales. Audience 10, Graham Hill. And finally, would you, Rob, please accompany Tom Jones singing She's a Lady. Well, she's all you'd ever want. She's the kind I like to flaunt and take to dinner. Well, she always knows her place. She's got style, she's got grace, she's a winner. She's a lady, whoa, 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 she's a lady, talking about that little lady, and the lady is mine. Well, she's never in the way, always something nice to say, oh, what a blessing. I can leave her on her own Knowing she's okay alone And there's no blessing She's a lady Whoa, whoa, whoa She's a lady Talking about that little lady And the lady is mine She never asks. <laughs> the teams are going to give full vent to their acting skills now in the game called Sound Charades. This is, this is based on the old TV favourite Give Us a Clue, where the players had to mime titles of books, films or plays against a strict time limit. The undoubted master of the genre was Lionel Blair, whose unique skill... 
whose unique skills were legendary. Sadly, the show is no longer aired here, but there are plans in Los Angeles to revive the show for American TV. So, Lionel is to be put on a plane to see how he goes down on the pilot. <laughs> Tim and Rob, you're to start, please, and your title will shortly be displayed to the audience via the laser display screen. And here's the mystery voice for listeners at home. Ugly Betty. Ugly Betty. Off you go, Tim and Rob. It's uh, two words, and it's a television programme, and it goes like this. What seems to be the, the problem, Mr Spencer? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> I I can't bear to... stop it. <laughs> I'm doing the impression. <laughs> when? <laughs> it's the best piece of K I've ever heard. I can't bear to look at my wife. <laughs> The end. That's it. <laughs> it's done. Um, what does Paxman do apart from Newsnight? <laughs> what is it? It's, it's uh, Frank um, <laughs> Spencer and his wife Betty. That's yes. true. And he can't stand the sight of her because that Top. must make her ugly, Betty. Yeah. Right, your turn, Barry and Graham. Your title's now being exhibited on the laser display board. And here again is the mystery voice for listeners at home. 28 days later. 28 days later. It's four words. Yes? Yes. And uh, it's a film. That's a film, yeah. Oh, I see you're having your roof done. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, this chap uh, putting on the tiles... Yes is guaranteed uh, to have it done in exactly four weeks. Exactly four weeks? Ah, yes. Hence, his title on the side of the van. Exactly. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Something in month? Uh, yes, well, month there's, a, the there's a month in the title, and it's a film. It's not the word month. No, 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 oh, no, oh. but... Uh, oh, oh, it is yes, a, yes, he's going to have it, yes. yes yeah. Oh, this yeah, is very good, actually, yes. Um, <laughs> he's, a, he's a slater. Yes. And yes. Uh, it's, uh, it's the monthly slater. Yes. <laughs> is it not? It's not or, the monthly slater. It's, he does it, this is when he works in February, isn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, except for when it's a leap year. It's... Uh, that he's the 28 day slater. Yes. The next round is all about folklore and superstition. <laughs> I was always impressed by the notion that breaking a mirror is certain to bring you seven years' bad luck. Yesterday I deliberately smashed four, thereby guaranteeing I'll live to be 114. <laughs> Okay, as we're in Cardiff, I brought along a selection of Welsh superstition and folklore-based questions which I'd like the teams to answer. And Tim, you can start. Can you answer this? According to ancient tradition, what will happen to any Welshman who smears himself all over with the juices of a leek? 
he'll get thrown out of Tesco's. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Well, you'll expect me to give you the right answer, and it is that he'll be invulnerable to his enemies in battle. Oh. They won't be able to get near him. <laughs> Barry, how about this one? In Wales, what is it said commonly happens if you look steadily into the eyes of a witch? She says, you are the weakest link, goodbye. <laughs> Pretty close. You'll see yourself upside down. Oh. Rob, according to Welsh superstition, if sheep gnash their teeth while being rounded up in the autumn, it's a sign that the winter will be hard. But what is it a sign of if the sheep gnash their teeth at some other time? You've pulled. Well, the answer is if presage is very bad weather. Finally, Graham, can you answer this? In some parts of Wales, why might girls have gone outside at midnight and stripped the leaves from a branch of the sage bush? To make the stuffing more enjoyable. The answer is, the apparitions of their future husbands were supposed to pass at the time. And as most apparitions are dead, they were wasting their bloody time. <laughs> Here are some for any of you to have a go at. Among the lower classes in many parts of North and South Wales, a ritual called lifting took place. It consisted of lifting a person three times in a chair or on a stool. Why might this have been done? To complete the hoovering. Well, the answer is it was expected that the ritual would bring the lifted person good luck. In return, he or she was expected to give money to the lifters. Here's another. Complete the following Welsh proverb. Perfect love sometimes does not come until the first... Swallow. The answer, the answer is grandchild. Here's another, complete this one. Oh. Ryu ahuch roch. If it looks like a pig... It's probably on a hen night in Bridgend. I've been there. The answer, the answer is expected to grunt. That as well. And finally, what does it mean according to Welsh superstition when the pupil of a cat's eye widens? A short-sighted old lady is trying to sharpen a pencil. <laughs> The answer is, there will be rain. <laughs> it's now time to play the game called Mornington Crescent. But first, 
First, I noticed from the fat load of correspondence in the post room that overweight listeners are turning up in person. <laughs> and that we've received this postcard from a Mrs. Trellis of North Wales. She writes, Dear Mr. Nochty, how are you? Sorry, that's all we have time for. <laughs> Yours, with the weather, Mrs. Trellis. <laughs> now, this week we'll be playing the Welsh version of the game, Morgantown Crescent, <laughs> which extends from the Severn Bridge as far as Anglesey. Interestingly, this version completely ignores Reynolds' standard opening, and there's no such thing as a lateral shift in the Welsh game, if you can imagine such a thing. Now, to reduce Rob's obvious advantage here, the teams will be competing against our computer. Tim, you can start. Um, carefully. That's Reynolds, isn't it? No, not in Wales. Oh, sorry. And there's no, no lateral sorry. shift. Mm. So that does, it doesn't count as a Reynolds, um, if that's... Lampeter. Oh, that's good. Put Talbot. Gosh. Um, oh, I couldn't do a lateral to, to no so early to Bangor then. Yeah, no, I could. could well, could go Bangor. Well, <laughs> go for it. I'm, you think Bangor then? Oh, oh, that's all right. Welsh pool. <laughs> uh, Newport. Oh, whoa, whoa. That's, it's uh, actually, that's not Reynolds standard, is it? Oh, it's Reynolds worst, worst, yeah, Have you never played this before? Yes, I have. <laughs> yes. Oh, Abergavenny. No, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go crossway seven and say Flanberis. Oh, boy. <laughs> Rob, I can't believe you did that. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> Yeah, that throws it right open to... Um, that's as good as a lateral shift, because that gives me Aberystwyth, doesn't it? That's right. Pondy Prid. <laughs> she knows her onions. Um, so I go sort of, um, real. Careful, you nearly said something with a vowel. Kairnavon. Yes. Neath. Let's speed things up. Neath. Taxi for Mr. Brighton. <laughs> I'm trying to shake things up a bit. Neath. He's no Tom Jones, is he? <laughs> right. Um, Abigaili. That's the only thing I can yeah, do there. Yeah, Abigaili. Yeah, yeah, I've got yeah, to go yeah. for it. Clan Fairplith Gwingwith Dugurgorn Drabwith Lantisilapogindrab. Boyo. <laughs> Baglan. What? What? Baglan. Rob, are you not from around here? <laughs> it's Tim I feel sorry for. <laughs> Who's done it? It's mine. It's right. mine. It's, right. uh, it's, uh, it's, it's got to be Ebervale. Look you. <laughs> that Swansea? railroaded them. 
Swansea. Swansea's allowed, isn't it? Swansea, why, why are you following me? <laughs> I've told you not to do that. <laughs> you said if I kept a certain distance, it was okay. <laughs> the court said that, yes. <laughs> Slow black. Slow, black, crow, black, fishing boat, bobbing, Milford Haven. Flanestly? Aberaron. Morgan Town Crescent. Oh. oh. I'm wasted on you losers. I've just noticed I've come out with odd socks on. <laughs> They're shaped like underpants. <laughs> it's very nearly the end of the show, but there's just time to fit in a round of Farmer's Songbook. Samantha has to nip out now as she's off with some young farmers to an exhibition of traditional ploughing methods. They have the correct ploughshare and a pair of their favourite showers to pull them. Samantha says she always enjoys an afternoon with a couple of farmers who are properly equipped, like horses, and can keep them going for hours on a lump of sugar. <laughs> so while she's away, I'd like the team's suggestions, please, of song titles guaranteed to delight an audience drawn from the world of agriculture. You can start this one, Rob. Uh, slurry seems to be the harvest word. <laughs> Dim, who do you think you are kidding, Mr. Goat? <laughs> On a clear day, you can see four heifers. <laughs> Graham. <clears throat> Can't get you out of my herd. Just the way you are. <laughs> you put your right arm in, your right arm out. <laughs> um, Bob Marley, we're lambing. <laughs> that foot and mouth, you know, the poor animals that suffer from terrible bad breath. Super cattle go ballistic, expelling halitosis. <laughs> Hey, Jude. <laughs> uh, the Bee Gees. Subsidy! <laughs> hey, you, get off of my land. <laughs> Wake me up before you ho-ho. <laughs> Sheep, maybe the beauty or the beast. <laughs> it's plough or never. Good barley, Miss Marley. <laughs> the first time heifer I saw your face. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we must end the show. But first I have to advise any listeners who may want information about the programme or wish to post comments on the message board, they can go to www.don'tyouhaveanyfriendsatall.com <laughs> where there's a list of councillors who may be able to assist. And with that, from the team, Samantha, myself, and the fine folk here in Cardiff, it's goodbye. Barry 
Pryor, Graham Garden, Tim Brooke Taylor and Rob Brydon were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme consultant was Ian Pattinson, the producer was John Naismith. And Hunt and the teams will be behaving badly at the same time next week.